All right, biohackers, who doesn't love a yummy, creamy whey protein shake? Oh, it is such a treat. And I really love it as a meal replacement, post-workout recovery, maybe even a midday snack. So this is why I have to tell you about Puri Protein Powder. I absolutely love the bourbon vanilla flavor and the chocolate, but I think I got to go with the, the vanilla as my favorite. So it's smooth, it's delicious. And you know what else? It's pretty awesome that the flavors come from real natural ingredients like the bourbon vanilla seeds from Madagascar. And let's talk about quality because there's a lot of junk whey protein on the market that I would not recommend. So the Puree whey protein, it comes from pasture-raised cow's milk with no hormones, no GMOs, and no pesticides. This is because Puree's mission has always been to be the best at offering pure, clean, and superior products that, that support health and well-being. And what I think truly sets them apart is that they are fully transparent with their product testing. Every batch is third-party tested against more than 200 contaminants and certified clean by the Clean Label Projects. Not all brands can say this. Plus, each product contains a QR code so you can personally scan it and review the test results at home. I know you're excited to try it out. So what you're going to do is head on over to puri.com slash biohackerbabes. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash biohackerbabes. And then make sure you use promo code biohackerbabes at checkout to save 20%. All right, let's get back to the show. We're digging deep and asking the questions we need to ask. Years of stress and not just emotional. I was depleting my body. I was malnourished. I'm working out like crazy. I'm eating all these healthy foods. How could I not be well? We have to get back to the basics. We can change the way our genes are expressed. Anyone that wants to improve their health or upgrade their health, they should be biohacking. My name is Renee. And I'm Lauren. We are the Biohacker Babes. We're sisters and we're joining forces to empower you to become your own biohacker and upgrade your life. The Biohacker Babes podcast aims to create insight into the body's natural healing abilities strengthen your intuition, and empower you with techniques and modalities to optimize your health and wellness. Because life is too short to not feel your best every single day. This podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 31 of the Biohacker Babes. Today is all about catching up with the Biohacker Babes. Uh, we thought it would be nice in between episodes of all these amazing guests we've had this year to just take a quick break and kind of catch you up on our latest biohacking adventures. You know, it's 2020, Lauren and I are ready to try some new things and the past you know, couple of weeks, we've been incorporating a lot of new fun things, so we thought we'd share it with you and let you know what we're doing. Hey, everyone. This is Lauren joining Renee. We just also finished a 21-day challenge that we ran with an awesome group of people, so congratulations if you were a part of that. We committed to no gluten, no sugar, no alcohol, no processed food for 21 days, lots of workouts. 
lots of recovery tips, mobility exercises, we did a lot of educational stuff, and then, you know, some really fun recipes on top of that. So we went along for the ride and had a great time. So if you were there too, thank you so much for joining us. And we are going to run another one starting next week and then also in March. So if you missed January, you can join us again. But as Renee said, yeah, we're We've been working on some fun things behind the scenes. We're just furthering our own biohacking, and we wanted to keep you up to date on some new findings. So, Renee, you want to kick us off? What are we doing together? Yeah, I thought we should talk about the day two test, which I think I like briefly mentioned in our last podcast of 2019. But so day two, what it is, is it's actually a stool test, which I know everyone freaks out about. It's not a big deal, I promise. So we just sent that in. We're both waiting for our results to come back. But what they do is they actually analyze your gut microbiome and how it processes sugar. We, of course, talk about bioindividuality a lot on the show. Uh, the study that we always bring up about how some people would eat a banana and their blood sugar would spike higher than when they had a piece of white bread. So examples like that, you know, we can't just say, okay, white bread's bad for you. Bananas are good for you. We can't just say yes, no to foods like that. We have to really look at what's going on with you as an individual. So of course, it's coming down to age, gender, physical activity, gut microbiome, genetics, all of these factors. But this is the first test I've come across that's actually looking at your gut microbiome and how that's processing the sugar. So once we get our results back, it's going to be pretty cool because we'll get a list of what foods are ideal for us. And then we'll actually get some meal plans. So for example, it'll say, you know, a good breakfast for you is uh, egg whites and spinach. I don't know, just an example. Or no, maybe you need eggs and bacon to, to balance out the um, not having carbs in the morning. I mean, it's just different for everyone. Or if you're more of a carb type, it might tell you that as well. And actually, when I met with the booth at A4M in December, I talked to the girl who's been working for the company. And I said, what, have, what was one thing you learned from your test that was really interesting? And she said, if she ate carrots by themselves, her blood sugar spiked. Oh, wow. She, yeah. But when she adds hummus, no reaction to blood sugar. So easy, easy fix. She just has to have yeah. hummus with her carrots as a snack, like not a big deal. But how would you know that without the test? Kind yeah. Of well, so we both have experimented with glucose monitors, like pricking your finger. We love like the Keto Mojo, which measures ketones and glucose. But that's like a little more laborious, right? Because you have to have an average of your glucose over time, but then you need to test like before you eat, postprandial, and then hopefully like another two hours after as well. And that can take like a lot of testing and experimentation and patience. So I'm so excited yeah. that we can just look at one test to hopefully give us like a slew of information. Yeah. And I love carrots. So I'm really hoping that my results don't <laughs> come back that way, but chances are they won't because this is highly individualized, right? Like, again, we're always getting into the personalization of things. And this is why this is so cool because it's going to tell you what's best for you. Exactly. Yeah. And that girl was actually a vegetarian. So she probably has to be even more careful with her blood sugar, but yeah, she's dealing with a lot of carbs. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to jump ahead, but Lauren, I know you were just able to get your hands on a continuous glucose monitor, which will take a little bit out of that crazy work you were just saying of like testing here and there and da, da, da. Like at yes. least to have that 24 hour monitor of your blood sugar, you'll be able to maybe like target a little bit better. Target, but also I'm looking forward to being able to cross-reference the data with whatever I find out on the day two test, because I find mm. more information, the better. And 
Yeah. I don't mind pricking my finger. I I've gotten over that the blood and the, <laughs> the slight little pinch. A lot of people don't like it. So I think this is just going to take it to the next level, make it so much easier. So I have not received it yet, but I've been trying to get my hands on a CGM for a very long time. And it's really difficult to do in the United States because generally CGMs are only given out by prescription to people with diabetes or pre-diabetes. And even that can be difficult at times. So you need a doctor to tell you that you have like a real need for it. So I've reached out to a few doctors and said, you know, for my own experimentation and health purposes, I want to get one of these to make sure that I'm optimizing my health. And I've had actually a few people laugh at me and they <laughs> said, you know, you're healthy. Why, why on earth would you want one of these? And then, you know, in my head, I just laugh back because prevention <laughs> is everything, right? And having information and data is so useful. So, you know, it's been extremely frustrating and honestly, I just think it's kind of ridiculous. So I've been trying yeah. to find a loophole. Like I had a friend in Canada, I was going to try to get them to <laughs> buy one for me in Canada because you can just buy them over the counter there and bring them back. But I found this company called NutriSense that hooks you up with um, nutritionists and they send you these monitors and it's you sort of have to report back. There's some questionnaires. You're doing the experiment and the research with them. So I'm going to commit to four months of that. And I think I'm getting my CGM sometime this week. So hopefully in a few weeks, I'll have some information to report back to you. I'm so excited. I'm so jealous. I guess I need to look into it. Yeah. I'll send you all the information. You should definitely do it as well. But so that's going to be really awesome to compare with the day two test. Yeah. I love how you're talking about bringing it across the border from Canada. (laughs) Some things are easier there. Yeah. But Yeah. yeah, I mean, it is funny that doctors say to you like, oh, you're healthy. Why would you want that? Like they want, they want you to wait until you're pre-diabetic or diabetic. Like what? That's crazy to me. Why would we wait until we're sick? Can't comprehend it. I know. That's the healthcare model. (laughs) That is where the money goes. But we are trying to change that by empowering you guys to do this work on your own. And it is progressing and there are some loopholes in the meantime. So we are going to bring more and more of those to you. Absolutely. Cool. So we'll keep you posted on that. Um, Next up, we are both playing around with NAD, which we have both recently posted about on Instagram because it is like such a hot topic. It's the biggest name I would say in the anti-aging world right now. Everyone's talking about NAD for, again, for anti-aging purposes, but how do we get our hands on it? What's the best delivery system? You know, people have come out with capsules and liposomal and IVs and patches. It's like, how do we get it into our body? So we're playing around with two different things. So one is a NAD plus gold from Quicksilver Scientific, which is a liposomal form. So it's actually the precursor to NAD, but because it's in a liposomal form, it's um, actually taken sublingually, so right under your tongue, and it's absorbed much better than like a capsule would be. And I'm also looking to experiment more with NAD patches. I just ordered them, hopefully getting them tomorrow. But what you do is you actually wear this patch on your upper arm for, I believe it's four hours, uh, preferably in the morning, and then you do it twice a week for a month. So I will definitely let you know how that goes. I'm excited to see. You know, a lot of people are experiencing increased energy pretty pretty immediately. So that's an immediate effect. I mean, long term, we're seeing a lot of great research with, you know, increased insulin sensitivity, which is important because a lot of people are insulin resistant, which is why diabetes is such a big issue in the U.S. Um, it's also reversing mitochondrial dysfunction. 
And remember, mitochondria, I think, are really at the root of everything. If your mitochondria are not working, these are like the powerhouses of your cells. If these aren't working, nothing else in your body is going to work as efficiently. So we want to support the mitochondria, which is awesome. And then the final thing is extending lifespan, right? It's the whole anti-aging thing. We're actually seeing it's helping people live longer. So sorry for my rant on NAD. It's just really awesome. I'm excited to see if I feel a difference with the patches. Yeah. Thanks for uh, talking about mitochondria. We have to talk about it more and more and more. And it's interesting because I remember learning that word in middle school in science class. And who knew back then that it would be such a powerful little thing that everyone in the health world is talking about now. But you need to know about mitochondria. You have to take care of it. And just to take a step back really quick, if you haven't heard about NAD, I know we both have been posting about it. And I've had a few people in person say to me like, oh, what's this NAD thing you're you're taking? So just to explain... NAD stands for nicotinamide riboside. And NAD plus is, like Renee said, it's a precursor. And in this quicksilver supplement, it is nicotinamide mononucleotide and trimethylglycine. Those are the ingredients in it. This is an anti-aging molecule that is naturally already present in every cell. And it's critical for DNA repair and that mitochondrial energy production. So we make it from the time that we were born. The problem is as we age, it starts to drop off. And there's other reasons why we can deplete this molecule over time, not just with aging, but things like stress, any kind of stress, mental, emotional stress, physical, environmental, and that includes toxicity. That's a major, major reason for depletion and sugar. So I think that fits right in with this topic of all these other things that we're trying, like testing our microbiome for how foods react to our blood sugar, the CGM. It all fits together in this like beautiful little package. So that's what NAD is. And we're going to keep posting about it. So hopefully you just get more and more education about it. So yeah. And just to add something, I think this is really important as this becomes popular in the mainstream. Anytime we are supporting NAD, whether it's with you know, the NR, NMN, the precursors, it does increase methylation in the body, which can be a good thing, but most of us need the port with that. So that's why Quicksilver went one step further and they put TMG, trimethylglycine into the product because that supports methylation. But a lot of us need extra support. So that's where like a methylated B12 comes in. So I'm actually combining those to support the methylation process. If you are taking an NAD product and you feel tired after, that's a good sign you need some methylation support like a B12 or TMG. If you take an NAD by itself and you get an energy boost, you actually might be okay with methylation. But just something to be aware of. You might want to work with a practitioner on this just to be safe. But again, just something to be aware of. That's great. I didn't know that. Good information. Yeah. And also just to add to the methylation, that's something that you can find out with these other DNA tests like using the 23andMe information, plugging into Found My Fitness, you can find out if you need support with methyl groups. I know that's super science-y, but that information is online and and pretty accessible. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, we could talk about methylation alone for an hour. It's definitely a fascinating topic. Awesome. So Renee's taking the patches. I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm doing the Quicksilver six to eight week protocol. So that involves a few different supplements that I'm taking liposomally. So the NAD plus gold. And in addition to that, I'm taking Thrivagen, which is adaptogens. I'm taking a hypertonic, which is just concentrated minerals. And then also Noto Bravi, which is great for boosting cognitive function. And that's sort of like an additional thing if you need like a little boost for mental function during the day. So I'm taking supplements morning and afternoon, and I've already made like a little bit of a mistake or 
learned something from this. Yesterday was my first day on it, and I think I took it a little too late in the afternoon. I think all of the herbs in the Thrivagen and the Noto Bravi were super stimulating to me, and I did not have a great night of sleep. So the lesson here is always check your supplements. If you are sensitive to not just caffeine, but any kind of supplementation or herbs, make sure you're not taking them too late in the afternoon. So today I'm going to take it a little bit earlier, but I have six to eight weeks to go and I will report back with Renee. Cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's like the biohacker way. We've all experienced taking something too late in the day and being like, whoops, (laughs) nothing. I mean, we just talked about this last week, how there's nothing worse than laying in your bed, feeling like you're physically tired, but your mind is just on fire. Racing. Yeah. 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 It's the worst. Even if you did everything else right, like I always wear my blue light blockers and I try to calm down before bed, but uh, I don't know, like my body just hadn't metabolized the supplements yet. So I couldn't win that one. (laughs) Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. But in the good news is we know that NED maybe gives you some mental energy. Oh, for sure. It (laughs) it definitely gave me a boost. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, I don't know if anyone's seen that, that documentary on Amazon, Smart Drugs. Lauren, have you watched that yet? I haven't watched it yet because I've been making my way through the Goop Lab series. Oh, that's good too. The Smart Drugs documentary I thought was, it was interesting. I mean, the guy doing the the film is not a biohacker by any means. He's trying to learn from biohackers. But anyways, my reason for bringing this up is one night he took modafinil, which is actually like a prescription smart drug. He took it too late in the day. And you see him in his hotel room at like 3 a.m. writing an article. Oh, and wow. He was, like, he was so mad that he took modafinil too late in the day. And he was up for like 36 hours from it. And so oh, he, wow. Well, I'm never taking that again. <laughs> that article was probably phenomenal though. Yeah, at 3 a.m. So <laughs> We knew other people that do that and then write into the wee hours of the morning. And yeah, I think that's successful. how Dave Asprey wrote his whole book. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't encourage that, but I guess if you need to get something done. <laughs> right, right. I'm just always going to fight for sleep. Better quality sleep, more sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. So I, I do recommend that documentary. So Lauren, can I go ahead and jump into like some lab work stuff I've done? Oh yeah. Yeah. You've taken a deep dive. Go for it. Yeah. I like invested a lot in lab testing in January. So the first test I did was called the NutriVal, which is looking at all your micronutrients. So your vitamins, minerals, your antioxidants. It also goes one step further and tells you how well you're methylating how well your mitochondria are working, and then also your toxin exposure. So it's a pretty cool test looking at blood and urine. Um, This is more of like a functional medicine test. So if you go to like an FM practitioner, this is probably the one they're going to run for you. But I learned a couple things like some borderline vitamins, um, not totally deficient, but borderline. So I do need to focus on that. Like my B vitamins, magnesium, vitamin C, I did need a little mitochondria support, so I'm adding in a little booster there. But then the good news was my toxin exposure was really low, which is looking at mostly like heavy metals. So woohoo. Mm. Okay. Awesome. Good information to have. Yeah. So I think if anyone's really curious about their vitamin status, especially if you're taking a lot of supplements, you're probably just guessing what you need. I think this is a good test to do, I don't know, maybe once a year if you can find a practitioner to run it for you. I think it's a really mm. good test. Cool. Yeah. And then another thing I did, and I did share this on Instagram, so I've gotten a lot of comments and feedback about it. I was feeling a little more tired lately, so I thought I would just run this really comprehensive Epstein-Barr virus panel. 
And it turns out the virus is actually reactivated right now in my body. So it's almost like an acute attack of mono. So it's not as extreme as like when I had mono back in my 20s where like I couldn't even move for weeks at a time. It's Mm -hmm. just an acute attack. So, and I know a lot of people have been really sweet and reached out. I'm like, I promise I'm not dying. I'm okay. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to be fine. I just need to like up my immune system, get more rest. And, you know, I put together a full protocol with a lot of antivirals. And that's the other thing. I can't believe how many people have reached out saying they're having the same struggle with Epstein-Barr. They're like, oh, what are you taking? I need to take that. So I have to say like cat's claw, monolaurin, lemon balm, L-lysine, like these are some powerful antiviral hitters. So yeah, I think I'm already starting to feel a little bit better. So woo. Yeah. I mean, you're really optimizing. You've been dealing with this for such a long time. I think you're just very sensitive to any decrease in like optimal performance. So I really admire that. that You're just trying to step up even more. I I just want to add, like, in addition to the supplements that you're taking, uh, if anyone else out there is dealing with that, the AMP coil, which we've talked about on the podcast, is really helpful for breaking down viruses. And I want to get you on that even more, Renee. But I know. Come visit and we'll do it. But yeah, yeah, keep sharing all this information. You've learned so much about it and you have such a great understanding of it. It's really great. Thanks. Yeah, I'm like, maybe my calling is to just help people with Epstein-Barr because it's, it's a nasty little bug. Yeah. And, you know, we can't get rid of it. The key is just to keep it dormant because it is a virus, right? So, and I think just the holidays, you know, traveling a lot, the stress of working, you know, seven jobs, whatever, <laughs> like it just, I have to be really careful with that because that's when the virus will come back and, and get yeah. me. You're not busy at all. No. (laughs) And then I'm really fortunate to have this amazing practice that I'm a part of here in Vegas. And one of the practitioners, um, actually Josiah Smith, who's been on our show before, he does these fast push IVs. So it's like a 30 minute IV crunched down into eight minutes. So it's super quick. You're in and out of the office, but he can put B vitamins, vitamin C, amino acids. I know he does some other ones as well. That's just what I'm doing. But if you can find someone in your area that does fast push IVs, it's, it's amazing. I feel like a rock star for like three days after. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. If you're in New York, there are several places that do it here. So if you need a recommendation, I can send those to you. Nice. It's such a crazy feeling though. The fast push. It's like you just immediately get like swollen with nutrients and vitamins. It's really a crazy yeah. feeling. And you can like taste the B vitamins. I get a little flushed from the bees, but you know, it's working. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. All right. Enough about me. Lauren, what about you? What are, what are some of the biohacks you've been doing lately? So while I'm waiting for my CGM to arrive, I've just been playing with my newbie nonstop. I just cannot get enough of this thing. And it's just such a paradigm shift. If you missed the episode with Rich from NewFit, you have to listen to it. This incredible neurobiological stimulator machine is just the coolest thing ever because it does so much on the rehab side, but also with strength training. So I'm using it to work out, but also to work through some movement dysfunction. It is the first thing that really helped me with my ankle injury. I'm learning so much about it every single day and I have been able to work through some incredible things and I've used it on some other people and I don't, I just love it so much. I, I can't. It is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting measurable differences just in movement efficiency, range of motion, and like major, major pain reduction because, you know, just in Wicked alone, dancing on a rake stage, I have a lot of neck pain. And then this ankle injury that I got from being on the rake, 
it has just cut that down significantly. So my performance is majorly upgraded because of it. So wait, quick time out. What the rake, is that where the stage is like on a slant? Yeah. On a slant. Yeah. God, I don't know how you guys dance on that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty killer on the musculoskeletal system because you are pitched forward, which does crazy things to your body. So it puts you into an anterior pelvic tilt and it just forces a lot of pressure on the front side of your body and into like the balls of your toes. So you're getting a lot of dysfunction because you're, you're not in the optimized position for like length tension in the muscles. So you have some muscles that are going to be really tight and some that are lengthened and then you weaken certain things, which makes things vulnerable. It just creates this cascade of events. Is that to help the audience see better? Yeah, it's a it's a visual benefit. Yeah, so everyone can see <laughs> a visual yeah. benefit for them in a physical that killing <laughs> killing everyone that's on stage. Sidebar about the rake: we have had several people in the cast recently that have had hernias pop up, or oh actually God. literally pop out. Oh, geez. And it's hard to say like exactly what that came from, but I've sort of come to the conclusion that being on the right stage and having all that pressure on the abdominals has created like that effect of like literally like guts pushing through your abdominals. I think that's a symptom of the rake Uh, because, you know, people have hernias. They're fairly common, but all of a sudden at Wicked, they're just like popping out left and right, which is really bizarre. I, I think I only know two or three people in my life that have had a hernia. So that does seem like there's a coincidence there. It's weird, right? Oh, it freaks me out. <laughs> so yeah, the rake is doing terrible things to us, but I'm so lucky that I have the newbie at home because I can use that yeah. to warm up for the show. So I'm just like setting up my system to take the brunt of that. And then I come home and I recover with it. It's just incredible. I love it That's so much. That's so cool. I feel like every dancer should have one. Yes. Or just come over and use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah, so that's been fun. Also, I got a whoop band. Whoop. I've been <laughs> whoop. Whoop there. I've been, wanting a, I've been wanting a whoop band for a long time, but we've had the aura ring, which is fantastic. Just another one of our toys that just gives us an incredible amount of information. The whoop is a little bit different. So I held off for a little while, but now I'm just really curious about comparing data between these two different wearables. Whoop is also an activity tracker, but it's slightly different from the Aura in that it actually measures training. So you're, you're, you're getting like a very clear picture of what's happening while you're exercising. And then they give you an, a number of your activity strain. I love that they call it strain because the big thing with the Whoop technology is that they don't want ever, anyone to over-exercise or overreach which leads to like decreased recovery, decreased performance. We're all about getting the, you know, the exercise stress that is beneficial for increasing muscle tissue, burning fat, optimizing your health. But it's a really fine line, right? Like you don't want too much of that because that can be detrimental. So I love that Whoop calls it activity strain. So they really keep an eye on how much strain you're putting on your body. And then they recover, sorry, they measure your recovery based on your strain. And it's not measuring external load. So it's not measuring like how long you worked out, what kind of weights you picked up, but it's measuring how the load affected your own body by measuring these metrics that that Aura also has as well, but like heart rate variability, your actual heart rate, your resting heart rate, and then hours of sleep. So it's measuring your physiological state in response to those activities, which every other activity tracker on, on the market does not do. 
So, so are you getting like live, live feedback while you're working out? Yeah. So it's kind of similar to like an Apple watch where you can like start activity and it will monitor. It's going to mm-hmm. take in metrics all day long, no matter what, but you can actually do like a targeted track where you just start your exercise and it's measuring your heart rate. So in that workout, you're seeing your heart rate spike, recover, you're seeing all of the metrics in that moment. Unlike the aura ring, which we know only gives you like a trend and a snapshot for the day. Right. So slightly the activity different. activity is not even accurate. I don't yeah. Think. I don't think the activity on the aura ring is that accurate at all. So yeah, two totally different wearables. I, I would say if you really want to optimize your athletic performance and see how much you can push yourself in your exercise, the Whoop Band is really great. And then the Aura Ring is more for sleep and recovery, but mm. both are really cool. <laughs> yeah. So you really could use both. Would you recommend the Whoop just to people that are maybe like athletes, more physically fit, or do you think you know, the average Joe would benefit from this? It definitely caters to athletes, but I don't know. I think this whole idea of activity strain is really important for the average person to understand. Even if you are new to this like recovery stuff, you need to know that too much exercise can be detrimental to you. So yeah, I think the whoop can be used by anyone, Mm. but their whole, their marketing is really pushing it towards uh, like athletic performance. Mm. I'd be curious to wear it during an orange theory class to see what it would say. Yeah. Well, so unlike the aura ring, you don't have to wear it for a period of time to get accurate metrics. You could just put it on once. Oh. Uh, sleep does have to build up some results to be super accurate, but during activity, you could get it immediately. So, so could you share a whoop band with someone? It's not ideal because it does get to know you. And I okay. think it would be confusing to have different metrics. Right. I guess just like the aura ring. Yeah. That I think sense. as a one-off, if you really just wanted to try it out it would work unlike an aura ring that would not, that would not work. Mm. Yeah. So actually I initially really wanted to get the whoop because sometimes my sleep metrics on the aura ring don't always seem that accurate to me. And I think it's sometimes because the ring spins on my finger when I'm sleeping. So I have gaps in the data and it also always gives me a pretty low reading for my REM sleep, which is to be expected because I'm a dolphin. I'm a light sleeper. But sometimes I'm like, oh, I had a lot of dreams last night. Like I slept really well and then my REM is just so low. So I was just sort of curious to try it out on a different device. And the Whoop definitely like gives me a a larger reading for the REM. So Hmm. uh, it's really hard to say which one is accurate. But over the last week, it's like the Whoop has been maybe overestimating my REM and the Aura Ring is underestimating. So I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle there. but it's kind of cool to see the crossover. And then there's a lot of stuff that actually has been spot on and like the same between both wearables, hmm. which is great. Cause then I go, okay, this is real. This is accurate. And then I can check in with myself. Does this feel right? It does. Or actually it has actually felt pretty right between the two. So yeah. So you really yes. have to take the data from both. Yeah. It's funny. I, I feel like my aura ring is accurate most days with my sleep, but the other night, I remember having like several nightmares, well, dreams. One of my dreams was that we did a walkthrough of our house being done with construction and it was all decorated like a haunted house. 
And the builder was like, if you want, we can just leave everything decorated for you. And I'm like, ah, so anyway, Absolutely not. it was such a weird dream. But then I woke up thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have like two hours of REM. It literally said zero minutes of REM. So I'm thinking my ring, my ring maybe spun around or something. Yeah. I mean, so. it happens so quickly. Like yeah. what feels like hours of dreaming is a few minutes, but still not, right, right. not zero. I know. I've That's never unfair. had it say zero. That was a first in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So I think the lesson here is that we, even with quantification, we do always need to cross-reference. We need to check other metrics. We need to just like keep taking in data. We can't always take something to be truthful. And tune into how you feel. You yeah. know, if your aura ring says, you know, you should feel like crap today, but you feel good. <laughs> you know, don't let that bother you. Say, I feel amazing. That's all good. And vice versa. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just data that we can observe. Don't take it to the grave, you know? Exactly. But by and large, I feel like I'm a much better sleeper now because of my aura ring. The information that I've gained from it has been immeasurable. So. Oh yeah, me too. Wouldn't trade it for anything. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Renee, that you've been playing around with? So I actually, speaking of wearables, I just bought a new wearable last week, uh, a little bit of an impulse purchase, and now I'm waiting a couple weeks to get it, but it's called the Apollo. I think the company is Apollo Neuroscience. I heard about it from Ben Greenfield. He had the inventor on his podcast, and within the hour, I was sold on it. So it's a, it couldn't be, it can be worn as a bracelet or it can actually be wrapped around your ankle. Um, and again, you can take it off. You don't have to wear it all day, but it sends frequencies through your skin to put your body into a parasympathetic relaxed state. Ooh. So yeah. And I mean, I definitely tend to jump into that like sympathetic fight or flight easily. Like if I'm running out the door or I'm driving or I don't know, anything happens. It just like, I jump into it quickly. So I'm really excited to try the bracelet to then calm my body back into parasympathetic, which is where we want to be most of the day. It's also where I need to be to heal from Epstein-Barr. So the more we can be in a parasympathetic state, the better. So I'm super excited for that. I know they're like really backed up with orders right now. So I probably won't get it for another week, but again, that's really exciting. So are the effects supposed to be lasting? Like, is it training your body to do that even without the bracelet? Like hopefully over time, your body will just know how to. Ah, that's a good question. I would think so, but I don't know. Because that's what I I love about the newbie. It actually does train your nervous system to go parasympathetic even without the machine on. So hopefully Mm. over time, you're, you're training yourself to respond to a stressful event less dramatically, right? Right. So David, who I've been working with on the newbie, he told me the story about walking up the subway stairs the other day and this, the woman ahead of him like kind of fell back. So he like pulled back so she didn't knock into him and he kind of strained his back. And he said, you know, before the newbie, that would have been like really traumatic because my body would have gone into shock, like survival mode, fear of like getting hurt. But he said, because mm-hmm. I've used the newbie, my body was able to just like stay pretty calm and yeah, he did like strain his back a little bit and then put the newbie on and he was healed in like a day. It's incredible. But wow. to be able to have your nervous system not respond as dramatically because of that technology, I think it's yeah. so- Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely have to keep an eye on how that works. I mean, I would, I would love to have a newbie as well, but I thought for the price point, like I can get the Apollo for $300, give it a oh, try. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited to hear about your experience yeah. with it. And I think it it connects to your phone. So there's an app with different settings. Like there's an energy one, obviously to boost energy. There's one called social. 
And he described it as like, if you're feeling a little tired, but you have to go out to a party and you're not really up for it. It's like a gentle boost to make Ooh, you more social. I want that. I really yeah. want that. Instead of drinking like that cup of coffee before a 7 p.m. party, there's that. And then there's like a, obviously a calming one, maybe like a meditation one. I think there's six different settings. So, oh, now I want it. I have to put it on the list. (laughs) I went a little crazy in the last month. I know we both did. That's why we did this episode. So, so what I think what we both want you guys to take away from today is that this is a constant journey and that you know, we've already said it many times on the episode, but just like taking in more information to learn how your body can function better is incredible. But so we're trying this stuff. We're trying to be the biohackers so we can also share this information with you. And we want to know that we are trying everything before we just recommend something to you. So we're just bringing you on this journey because we would never want to recommend a product, a technology, just something that's on the market without experiencing it first. So we want to just try these things and be completely honest with you and tell you what we've learned from it. And then if we think that you can benefit from it, then we will share it even more with you. So we're going to continue on (laughs) this path of trying these new toys and the NAD, the IV pushes. Day two tests. Definitely stay tuned when we come out with those results because that's going to be really exciting. But lots of fun stuff. And if you have questions, I know this is a lot of information, but always feel free to write us some questions. We can respond to you immediately. You don't have to wait for the next episode. Yeah. Especially if there was like one thing that really jumped out at you, like the newbie or the Apollo, like, yeah, definitely reach out to us. We'll talk to you more about it and share some research that we've come across. And I think Lauren, we should do a follow-up episode in maybe like a month or two on everything. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And then resources in the show notes, of course. So if you didn't understand what we were saying. We'll just, we'll put all the, <laughs> all the links so you can read more about it. Cause it was a lot today, but that's where we are at. Send us your questions. And again, we are running another 21 day challenge that starts next week. So if you want to join us just to recap, it's 21 days of workouts. You're committing to no sugar, no gluten, no alcohol, no processed food. You're going to feel absolutely fantastic. It's only 21 days. You can do it. We both did it and we felt incredible. So we're going to keep sharing that love with you guys. Anything else, Renee? Yeah. And just to throw another thing out at you all, if anyone is in the LA area and or wants to fly to LA, we're going to be at the Upgrade Labs seventh annual biohacking conference end of March. I think discounted tickets are ending this week, but if anyone wants to come hang out with us, it's going to be such a blast. I can't wait. Yeah. So Renee went last year and just has been raving about it ever since. So I'm so excited to join her for her second time. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So let us know if you want to go. (laughs) Cool. Cool. All right. That is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you have not already written us a review and you enjoy this podcast, please do that on any of the platforms, whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this episode. We really, really appreciate your rating and review that helps us keep going. It also helps us to deliver better content and listen to you guys as the audience, but we really appreciate you tuning in and yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Love this episode of the biohacker babes podcast, head over to Apple podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We truly appreciate your support. Until then, happy biohacking.